This is exciting. I feel like I'm on a, a new fucking voyage I've never been You're on You're not going to believe how many people are going to hear this. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are authentic Cubanos, Martin, and Brady. Everything that's good that's happened to me in my life came because of that. I might not do everything great in my life, okay? I'm not perfect. I'm not the best husband, and I'm sorry if I wasn't the best father. But I'm good at this, and I want to share this with you. Want some? Here. It's like baby powder. Cool your nuts. It's nice, right? This week, we welcome another guest dad to talk about life, food, being a dad, food, and movies about food. A friend of the pod, a nationally recognized chef in the Chicagoland area from Bohemian House in Belmore, we welcome to our own kitchen, Chef Jimmy Papadopoulos. Yeah. What's up? Welcome, yeah. Jimmy. All right, yeah, welcome. <laughs> chef, chef is in the house. Right, yeah, fireworks are going off. Yeah. <laughs> Doves flying out behind me. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's my neighbor. lives uh, lives close in the neighborhood, so it's yeah. easy easy to make this happen. And we're glad we're glad we could make it work. I rode my daughter's bike over, so. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the streamers parked up front. That's fantastic. <laughs> Did you burn the training wheels off? <laughs> Smoked them. <laughs> Smoked them. <laughs> Ties it into the goodies. I love it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, about life as a chef. It's. Can I swear? Yeah, you can, yeah, you yeah, can, you can definitely swear. Johnny's okay with it now. We, we, we worked him over for a long time, but he's now uh, he's fine. It's a it. fucking crazy career. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's so rewarding in so many ways. Um, you know, I think it's been glorified over the years, and people have really become extremely interested in the career as 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 its own. There's a level of artistry connected with this really intense business that you run on razor thin margins that that becomes in, almost insanely impossible to wrap your head around every day. But uh, it's something you do out of passion, love. It has to come from within, but yeah, it's a uh, quite a quite a profession to, to fall into. Did you always know you wanted to wanted to do it, or how how did you, how did you fall into no, it? No, I, I actually was a high school dropout. I was 15 years old. My mom was a hairstylist, and she used to cut the hair of a guy who owned Papa's Pizza in Woodridge. He's in yeah, Papa's Pizza. I know Papa's. I, I just had it last night. My favorite like, <laughs> thin tavern. It's good. Pizza. It's tavern. Yep. So good, right? So, anyways, when I was a kid, my mom's like, "Go oh, see Andrew. Okay, he'll hire you. Give you a job." I was 15 years old. My first job was $5.75 an hour to, to wash dishes. And I was there. I was young. And I'd see this little kitchen of like these guys making pizzas and stuff. And I, I'd work my ass off. And they'd give me other projects like Jimmy, ice the chicken or punch these big gigantic, <laughs> uh, you know, lava sized bowls filled with, you know, dough. And I'm not kidding. I go to back to them, like punch the dough down and stuff. And then they started seeing that like, oh, this guy is, is interested in it. And then they made me a pizza cook. And then from there, it just kind of grew like you know yeah. I, i've always loved kitchen work because it was like a band of pirates you know it's it's a bunch of a bunch of people that you know just are very kinesthetic and usually kind of add minded people too any of you guys work in a kitchen i never have i did no i've not i was uh i was a line cook i did uh yeah i, I it's started in, it's intense I, mean, I started right? out it's in high school and yeah. then uh and then i eventually moved to the front of the house for throughout college so it's, it's i think that everybody should work in restaurants 100 agree sometime in their life just because of the understanding of service and yep. working for other people and that kind of a you know labor force it's a massive massive force of labor in our country and it's just something that that i happen to uh, fall in love with and excel at yeah and, wholeheartedly agree yeah. so so just, i got my start there and you know kept on and uh you know, I, I dropped out of high school when I was 18 years old, and I really had no direction. My mom woke me up, and she said, what are you going to do with yourself? You know, there's a garbage man out front. Go talk to him and get a job. <laughs> and I was, at, I was working at Whole Foods at the time at the fish counter, and I saw a chef. And then from there, he's, I said, how do you be a chef? And he's like, I went to culinary school. So I talked to my mom. She took a fucking $40,000 loan out of her house and put me into culinary school. And uh, mom's where'd you go? Saint. My mom is a saint. Yeah, single mom, you know, hairstylist. She's, you know, she, love her. Where'd you go to culinary school? Uh, Le Cordon Bleu in Chicago okay, it was, yeah, it was yeah. chic at the time. It's yep. gone now, but um, it's gone. Yeah, they they I think they've got rid of it. I think or, <laughs> I, don't know, I think they went bankrupt or some crap happened with the school. But so I did that. <laughs> and uh, long story short, I just kind of uh, you know it went full steam ahead. I started working in Chicago, my first professional kitchen, uh, right, right out of the right out of the gates. I was twenty years old, and then I just was I just pushed myself. You know, I went to the next level and just kept trying to get better and better as a leader, a manager, and I became a chef by the time I was twenty four years old, and then just kind of had this dream to get back to working in an independent restaurant and being creative and becoming something outside of, you know, just a cook or just, just doing something that's just a job. Yeah. So that was kind of my drive and my passion. And, you know, I took the leap in working in independent restaurants in Chicago and, you know, I, I had a lot of success doing so. And I made my name, I cut my teeth in the city and I think I've, uh, 
I've earned, you know, national acclaim and all that crap. You know, I mean, it's it's bullshit, but it's something to be proud of. It's yeah, I would I mean, never it, go up to sure somebody is. be like, "Hello, I'm an award winning <laughs> chef." Like that's the lamest thing you could say. But you know, talking with you guys, it's just, it's just it's just it's just who I am, and yeah. you know, the, the voyage that I've been on with my career, and you know, late, as late as of late with COVID, and you know, Belmore closing, and you know, career is kind of up in the air, which is something that you know, John Favreau went through in this in in the movie. You know, yeah. what I mean, he got in a different way. Sure. You know, but it's. Uh, a lot of correlations there. So that's kind of just who I am, where I've been. And Are you doing, uh, what are you doing? You just cooking at home, trying to oh, yeah. fuel Dude, not, the desire? Oh, yeah, nonstop. Like, I'm doing breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> I pack my kids' lunches at night. And, like, you should see how legit it is. I, like, I take the carrots and, like, cut them perfectly. And, like, I do the cucumbers perfect. And they get, like, little Oreo and fruit roll-ups. And my one son likes Nutella sandwich. He's super particular. He's like, Dad, don't put the sandwich in the fridge. It changes the taste. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's okay. That's and he true. Wants, he wants the crust off. So I cut the crust perfectly, shape it like a house or some shit, and put it in a bag. And, you know, that's that's kind of, Next like... Next thing you know, he's blasting you on he's Twitter. Not, <laughs> right, right, right. Shit he's sucks. not the one that likes that, by the way. That's the bully at school he's like oh, here I got, he wants yeah. it he wants it this way he hates it in the fridge <laughs> adam wants it shaped like a house can you just cut it where where'd like some of the uh creativity come from because I've, I've been to your restaurants i've been to belmore and it's you know the food was amazing oh, and like you. you said like the, re- the national recognition like where do you get inspiration from or did you like learn from from somebody um that inspired you or I've always been super creative, yeah. um, very artistic. I'm extremely kinesthetic. Um, I'm very visual too. So, um, for me, aesthetic, um, but then with cooking, there's also outside of aesthetic, there's also, you know, it has to taste good. It can't just yeah. be all look. So we kind of, for me, cooking is, is very, it's such an amazing art because you look at ingredients and you look at things as color, you look at things as flavor, and then you kind of compose this. My mind works in a way where I think of the ingredients first or the ingredient I want to showcase. And then I build dishes around that. So for me, it's, you know, creativity can come from sitting here and just thinking about the cherry in your drink, you know, in your Manhattan and the orange rind and thinking of cherry and orange and what flavors would those play well with in my head. You know, gently smoked duck. I could put, I could put it with, you know, a braised beef cheek in, in, in the fall months with roasted celery root puree underneath it. So I start to connect dots with, with flavors mm-hmm. very much like an artist might see color and start to say, I want the sky to fade in this progression, you know, and then I want this really unexpected pop of a certain color. I'll build that in dishes when I when I create on that that level of cooking. But there's so many wavelengths of cooking. It's not just at that level. There's also, like I just said, cooking for my son is much more simplistic, but it's rooted in solid technique because if the noodles are are hard like they were tonight on his plate, he's gonna fucking say it. Like, <laughs> Dad, these noodles are hard. And I'm Send not it back. My son tonight for dinner. I make him buttered noodles for dinner, and he he said to me, he's seven years old. He goes, Dad, try this. The noodles kind of hard. And I tried. I'm like, you're right. They're not al dente <laughs> they're, enough. They're too al dente. <laughs> too al dente. He likes them. Oh, he likes them over. Yeah. You know, and it's so you know, cooking's it's a really remarkable thing and to figure where inspiration comes from it's fuck it's everywhere you know it could be the season it could be seeing ingredients you know a fond memory or going somewhere and eating something and thinking like holy shit i never thought licorice and caramel and this would go together you know but but understanding when you see other people's work so it's 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 uh I what totally had the exact same thought when I saw the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> gently, you, gently roasted duck. You're thinking yep, duck too, crazy. right? I, I can't believe you said it. I'm just sitting here like, oh my god, same wavelength, totally. <laughs> so, uh, how many how many kids do you just have? Your son or no? I have three. So my oldest son is nine, and my middle son seven, and my daughter is six. Welcome to the welcome to the madhouse. Uh, <laughs> you're you not there. Four four kids over here. The tray club. I, mean, I would have seven if I could, but they're they're really expensive and they're extremely. Uh, and they don't make vehicles hard. for that. Yeah, they're really hard. Like having kids isn't fuck. It's not easy. Like no. like no one would really warned you i mean they say it you know but it's no like, i heard some warnings yeah <laughs> right but like you don't really realize it. and you start becoming a parent and you start if you want to be a good parent it's yeah. even more fucking hard. wait wait you can be a good parent <laughs> i don't think that's possible once you get past three i i'm uh it's crazy i mean we've talked about it on you know prior uh prior episodes and just just through conversation it's it's extremely rewarding but obviously it's not without its challenges and we all, with Johnny having four, you're three, and then Martin and I both have two. Obviously, that dynamic changes. Just an extra kid, yep. you know, I, we can't relate fully to, like, what you guys go through with that many people my in the kids, house. My kids have with. this one thing where it's, like, whenever I'm spending time with them, it's it's me, and I'm, I'm it would happen tonight. I'm passing the football with my oldest son, Leo, my middle son, Max, playing basketball, and as I'm talking to Leo, Max like, Dad, Dad, look, and I'm like, hold on, I'm talking to your brother. 
same exact time my daughter walks up behind me and she's grabbing my leg dad dad i want to go in the car <laughs> and like they all fight for your attention in very yeah. strategic ways and it's very manipulative to like the situation of who's getting attention at what time so you know you go through those and it's 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 definitely different the dynamic yeah. changes it's nice that we all have daughters yeah <laughs> the best yeah. i love them yep <laughs> how do your how do your kids respond to your cooking like do they love it or do they just like dad I wanted butter noodles and that's it. Don't give me any of this fancy Or do they shit. even know, like, do they recognize that, you know, oh, yeah. that you're like, yeah. a sh- like they know yeah, and understand do. that you're. Yeah, they know. Yeah. If you're like, hey, they eat stuff that not everybody else can Google eat. dad. He comes up and <laughs> yeah. you see him and he's, nice. you know, so like they understand like that. And, and, you know, my son Leo always tells me like, you know, like, oh, you're the best chef in the world. Like, and they'll try to make me feel good when they eat like certain dishes I do. Like if I make my like, lemon chicken or something off the grill. I'll be like, oh my god, that's the best chicken I've ever had. What do you think, Mac? And Mac, like, oh yeah, super good, Dad. <laughs> like, so juicy, it's perfect. And like, it, like they just like talk like that because they're also super kind little people. So yeah. it's like, that's great. It, it's fun when you have those moments, you know. Are you? Uh, did I see uh, on the gram? Did you were you in like pizzas? I was doing oh like a focaccia maybe or something. maybe I thought oh, you no, were we like... did do pizzas yeah we did like a deep pan pizza we did a, a focaccia crust pizza one night okay. are you doing uh, no. I think he means like brickwood yeah weren't you doing oh, weren't no. you doing brickwood something? barbecue yeah that okay. was the thing oh that barbecue I, was, I, was so I don't know why doing... I'm thinking pizza but so when all this stuff popped off and it was November I was like I, you know I was shitting myself what the fuck am I gonna do blah 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 and I was thinking to myself like I love cooking barbecue I've always done it for my friends and family and it's like a way to celebrate and have fun so like I'll build a barbecue pit in the backyard and maybe sell some barbecue from the house. And then we started realizing uh, how much of a logistical nightmare it is and from a scalability standpoint and then having people come to your your home to pick up food and it just didn't jive. It just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. And it was something that like I knew I needed to do something. Like, you know, yeah. we've got to get something going. So it's the reality was kind of settling in. It's been a rough winter for me, you know, mentally and just getting through all sure. this crap yeah. and having your career changed, you know, something that you put so much of yourself into and then you kind of basically lose it. And, you know, everyone has goes through shit in their life but for me my career was my it was 80 percent of my waking hours you know it was, was the restaurant and what was happening and thinking about food and cooking and so that all changes and then you go through you go through shit and i that was kind of like um you brickwood I, I gotta do something and yeah i tried that i was thinking about it and just it just doesn't it would never materialize from home hopefully maybe it becomes an actual thing someday are yeah. you um, are you uh are you Working on anything? Looking to try. Are you trying to be? Are you trying to get back into? I mean, yeah. Well, I like, have to. I mean, it's like somewhere my, down in the city, or I'm a, no? I, I think I'm over Chicago at this yeah. point. You know, I've done Chicago. I think I've checked it off my list. I became a. You know, I always thought of it as like a big city chef is a big thing, and Chicago is the second biggest food city in the country. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm very proud of my accomplishments and getting to that point, but I've also kind of checked that box. You know, I, I feel like at this point, like, what more do I want? Continue working in that crowd and, and fighting for something, or trying to build something that's a more sustainable model and a, a real business and maybe something that's closer to home so i can be closer to my family you i know? tell you we we need I, you out here man i i've honestly like well i'm working on something right now i'm cool. piecing something together for somewhere close to my home and it's going to be yeah. in downers grove it's going to be something that's from my soul and and genuine and just be a chef owner and just do my thing and cool you know no no frill no fluffy bullshit just fucking straight home runs and stuff i want to eat and great you know go from there and now you have a you know you have a barbecue pit in your backyard yeah i've got a pretty rad barbecue (laughs) that's pretty nice at least on like fourth of july with my family and stuff we could throw down and you know (laughs) it is a freaking beast too cooking in it i mean it's a monster so well yeah you probably made it big way bigger than you would ever need for just yourself so that's gotta be fun you're like uh, to heat it up guys i made 50 pounds of barbecue (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm gonna do with all this exactly So just hearing you talk about that, trying to do something that kind of is, you know, more what you want and kind of strikes, feels like we're hitting the vein of uh, the movie Chef, which we just, we were going to do at some point. It just felt like this had to be a movie that we had you come on and talk about. Uh, I think I was just glad that you wanted to do cliche, it. It seems cliche, right? Like the it, chef talking it, about it Chef, totally but it does. actually registers on so many, there's a lot of paradoxes in between my, it, my story where I'm at in life and also the story of this film. So, it, yeah. I totally, I think was, we were... Kind of wondering, like, yeah, is this too cliche? But also, like, I hope it's this yes, because we really want to talk about Chef because of just the dad aspect of it, but also the food aspect of it. And, yeah, I think – I don't know that we all knew that how much it correlated to kind of what you're going through yeah, and yeah. living in right now. So, right, right. This was a f- 
fucking great rewatch. I I remember how much I loved it the first time, and my wife watched it with me again, and we both were like, "God, that is good." Yeah, I, agree. I, I mean, exactly the same. Like, yeah, I remember loving it the first time, but and weirdly, been, haven't rewatched it. Like, yeah, I hadn't rewatched it at all, and then and then this time I I put it on. I was planning on just starting it, but I, I just watched it all the way through because it was that it was that good. John Favre did such a good job such too, a good portraying job. like the 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 role of a chef and the manicness and the way he talks and the way he is and his his you could see his passion how he fired. Now, do you did you get royalties for him copying your sleeves? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a prerequisite these days. Like if you cook in a kitchen, you, you have, have to have taps, right? have taps. Yeah. Do you have El Jefe on your knuckles? No, 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 no. I, got, I actually got my kids and my wife's initials. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think you're. I think you're spot on. I mean, yeah, the the, the tattoo uh, chef vibe is yeah, uh yeah, is, sure. is not for only it's not the minority there's look. yeah there's a, a, a lot of them i watch i like watch a lot of youtube and like tiktok chefs so they all have tats all over yeah, them. like Mad, course, maddie yeah. matheson's like oh, head to toe covered He's got <laughs> all over his neck whole nine yeah well and so i saw that you know kind of i think he had a passion for it clearly but also favreau really dove in with uh roy Choi. yeah, uh, yeah. and kind of that roy Choi, the, i think is the one who really helped paint the it. food yeah. truck uh Call him legend, I guess. Right, kind yeah, of sure. The, the OG, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, like the the Godfather. Yeah, and so, and I saw he like made Favreau uh, do a week of intense French culinary school to kind of sh- get in and sharpen some nice skills and like understand some of the things that he just needs to, needed to have a basic knowledge of, right? Basic um, fundamentals. But I think Favreau just took to it and really, you know, we talked about even watching a little bit, and we can dive back into it later. But even the chef show that they. They, they came up with after it. Right. Like, I think the passion's clearly there. Oh, well, he was making sourdough in one of the episodes. Yeah. And it's like you think about it, like, what fucking celebrity do you think is at their home right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or filming something about making sourdough bread. It's, it's, yeah, it's totally, amazing. Yeah, he, he, he got way into it, yeah. Yeah, but uh, my first thought was, in the very beginning, you know, they're kind of showing him a chef and all, like, really get prepping and getting everything ready to go. And I was like, is this just like... Are you just euphoric watching the beginning of this movie? So my, my rewatch was today, and I haven't seen it in fucking four years. Yeah. I remember liking it when I first saw it. I, like, I loved it. It was cool. And, and I didn't really realize how much I liked it until I watched it again. That opening scene, right, where it, where it kicks off and you see the kitchen and he's, he's flipping the lights on. He walks yeah. in. He flames up the burners. Like, it, it, it gave me this. I've been out of the kitchen for seven months. So I feel like almost like a, a fighter who has no fight scheduled. You're like out of the ring. You know what I mean? You, you, so I'm sitting there. When, when that started and that sequence started, the music's playing and things are ripping, uh, you feel this energy right away that capt- it literally captures what a kitchen feels like. And, and being the first one there in the morning and setting up and your team coming in and like that sense of pride, it's just like it definitely nails they it. They hit it on the head. It's right, right on the head. Yeah, I had that's that was one of the first things. My my first note was like, how how awesome is this for for you from your perspective? So I I think it's great to hear that they did nail. I felt like they nailed it, and I don't have the right. It totally could have been very thing. cheesy, like you know, yeah. like Chachki, but they nailed it. Like it's it feels yeah. so good. My my impression was that yeah that they nailed it, but yeah, it is good to hear that that you you say the same thing. It's kind of like when you watch we we talked to. Uh, a buddy of mine, Jason, who we talked about basketball, and he's like, "Yeah, it's nice to see when they get basketball right on film." So I wonder if, like, being a chef is the same, you know, same thing. You're like, now they're look at him holding his knife wrong. Yep, <laughs> right, right. He's got to cut his right. finger off. Right. <laughs> and you see the speed he works and the precision. It's like it's all there. So, so I was going to ask you, Martin, if there is a way to incorporate a heist in with this movie, would this have been like your ultimate it's, film? It is. It's. It was a really, really good movie, and cut, like, um, it has a scene in from Heat and pop, like you know, Val Kilmer just unloading. Like, right, they have to like steal all. The ingredients, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's right. It's right up there. Um, which I did. I before rewatching it this time, yeah, I would. I wouldn't have probably put it up there, but I think it's just a great story. Uh, really nice independent film done. You know, done. You could tell it's a passion passion project for for Favreau, like you mentioned. And I think he was coming. I think he said he was coming off of doing Iron Man or just doing these big budget movies, and he's like, I just wanted to do something a little more indie, like going back to like his days of he wrote Swingers as well, like right. that kind of right. like feel to it. Um, and I, I totally respect that as a you know as an artist you know as a as a filmmaker to like just want to do something like that and he, and he did a really good job and picked a really good cast well they said too that there were some people i think he's debunked said that that really wasn't the intent but that this movie was the theme of it kind of encapsulated him his what he had done he was kind of had hit it big and then he made like cowboys and aliens i think oh and that was like the flop yeah, had like this flop and then kind of did this passion project instead. And it was like if you could kind of follow that theme right through the movie and right through what he had been doing. He said it wasn't intentional, uh, whether it was or wasn't. It does seem to kind of fit a little bit. So I, I think, thought that was cool. 
I think if you're friends with John Favreau and you just just hang around when he starts getting the passion because he did Couples Retreat, which is a terrible movie, but <laughs> hey, let's go spend a month in Bora Bora. Yeah. Like, all right, sounds good, buddy. And then now with Chef, it, like it was like, hey, I'm gonna learn how to cook. Like from a real chef, I'm gonna learn all the tricks of the trade and I'm gonna do it real well. So like, just hang out and you know have some good food and, and watch me learn and watch me grow and like. Yeah, I think we need to be friends with him. Somewhere. Funnily enough, I think you could literally watch him grow. He is a lot bigger <laughs> than I. Yeah. And I, I like that they joked Wait, about it. Yeah, he, he's like, down sure. fifteen pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, when he writes, <laughs> that he, he might be eating the food that comes back on the on the plate. Never eat your supply. Oh. <laughs> the cast was yeah. loved it. Just you know, I think awesome. you kind of hinted at it here. Maybe you could say called in some favors uh, of some of the Iron Man or the, you know, the, he had the Downey cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot Downey about that Downey was I totally it. forgot it too. I remember that there was total like sleaze bag. Too. Somebody <laughs> was right. Totally. And just leans right into that and plays it perfectly. Right. Oh, nails it. Um, but I mean, Scarlet too. I yeah. knew Scarlet. Uh, That's Scarlet the one I remember. And, uh, Super good. Well, so, so just, this was the first time I had seen it. And so, what? yeah. I, why am I surprised? <laughs> you know, yeah, no. Don't be surprised. He's, so, he doesn't uh, find chefs as interesting as everyone else. It was just it was one of those movies where I was like, okay, I, I see what he's doing, but I just didn't pay Not any attention either. to it. So then watching it, I'm like, all right, he comes in the the, the opening scene, and John Leguizamo's there, Bobby Cannavale's there, That's two phenomenally cast right there. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, this sure. is great. great. And then Scarlett shows up. You're like, oh, we're in. And then Dustin Hoffman comes out of the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, Hoffman. what? What are you? Doing yeah, here. I don't know the right. correlation there. I didn't really dive into it, but that seemed like a had to have been a favorite. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is fucking awesome. Like I love that. I love that party. Like lays it down on him and tells him like what he's serving. You know, like that's probably you probably dealt with I was, dealt with people like that. I right? had that, that not to, to that extreme, never to that. that. I mean, that, but I understand like that story. Like you, yeah. know, you get a guy like that. Like, yeah, he just nails it. I think. Um, so I'm, I was never a big fan of John Leguizamo. Love I think him. he just did such a great job in this i loved him in this movie more than anything else he just cracked me up his his loyalty to him everything he said was funny and he just i just think he was it was perfect totally agree i've never really been a huge fan um and i just thought he was flawless yes and he's probably my favorite character bobby cannavale small role for him but i just like him a lot so he's just a welcome addition even as a really bit character i love uh, bobby kind of all in uh boardwalk empire yep. and that was where i was first introduced to him as an actor really and really noticed him he and, was and amazing he was such boardwalk. a good character and then and then you saw him in this one and, and john Leguizamo, their dynamic is hilarious when he's like amuse douche he calls him like i was like oh man he nails him like just just hits him and i think so good you said you said it um uh jimmy you said that it's like a you know band of brothers like in the kitchen and they i think they hit that yeah pirates right uh I think they hit that tone really well because they do, you know, you know, when he does get fired, he's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with what happened, but I, uh, but I'm happy that you got the job. Like I'm not happy right. with how it happened, but I'm happy that it happened for you. Yeah, and that's, right. I think that's, I feel like it's exactly how um, it would happen if it was somebody right. that you really loved that you worked with for. In the and same for a long when, time. uh, when he gets fired and like, was almost like, I'm, I'm going with you. He's like, no, you have a good job here. You got bumped up. Go stay. Yeah. Like be successful. Be like, the chef de cuisine. Right. He's like, keep it going. <laughs> But then he shows up, right? Right. I, I, am, I think I almost like I almost shed a tear. I was like, "Oh, that's such." A, I knew it was coming, but it was like so nice that him friends just show up in Miami and be like, "No, nah, I'm here with you, man." Yeah. I got so excited. I just wanted to be with you. It's like that's right. a friend, you know. He's like, "You're in. It pays nothing." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I got it. I'm good." Yeah, I mean, the, the cat. I, I don't know what those guys were paid or offered. I have to think that it was because it was a passion project and because it was a pretty small budget. It had to just be like kinda, out of love and respect for you know. Kind of want you to just do me a favor here. And uh, obviously, Sofia Vergara. <laughs> I used to love her when I was younger. Yeah. Like when I when she first hit the scene, I was like, still, in love with still her. do from Modern, Modern Family. Still yeah. not a lot but of complaints. It's the voice, though, man. Now it's like I got older and I started realizing that her voice was super annoying. Oh my! My and wife they, still like, loves her voice. I just, everything she said, my wife was laughing. <laughs> she talked like this. So like, <laughs> like if you close your eyes and listen well. to her, it, it wouldn't sound. You know, I'm not you disagreeing think it would with that comment. She but toned it down in this. It wasn't as it wasn't as bad. Yeah. It's like you know. The Gloria characters is a little bit different, but yeah. In yeah. this, did we know what she did for a living? Was she like a uh, probably? I assume some kind of model or something. Yeah, I thought she ran a business of some sort. Yeah, there was something she had. She had a parties. She says, yeah. 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 Um, but I think we would be, uh, and I should say, Oliver Platt yeah. was, uh, was another a, surprise. I love, I love Oliver well, Platt. Yeah, love him. He used to he'd come to Belmore when he was filming uh, Chicago Med. He, oh, really? I cooked for him at least five or six times. 
Got to meet him. Went out to the table. Spoke. Did with he, him. he was super... have a problem with your lava cake? No, 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 no. Because no. I, I made sure it was molten. He didn't fucking get a. a... It's molten. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, he came in. He ate. He was super nice. Loved the restaurant. Loved the food we were doing at Belmore. And so really supportive. Uh, weird. An uh, interesting tidbit I, I read about him. His brother is a prominent food critic in New York City. Really? Yeah. I was actually going to ask if you knew that. I had no idea. Um, no. Yeah. And. He had. He said he's invited Oliver on numerous res, restaurant visits. Oh, sure. Uh, so yeah, th- that's that awesome. that role was like probably almost a passion project bit for him. Sure. to be yeah. a part of. So, um, yeah, we like the we like Oliver Platt, but yeah, yeah. How could you not? Looks and like a French bulldog. The uh, <laughs> he's in John Q, right? <laughs> oh, Sorry, no, you had joke. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> I did want to say um, we were talking about Sofia Vergara, but I, I would say she's not involved in the sexiest scene in this movie. Well, no, but hold on. Okay. The spaghetti. Scene. We got to do one. I got to give her some love to our guy, MJ Anthony, uh, the son. The son. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the son from Bad Moms as well. It is? Yeah. Wow, I didn't even put we that together until like now. Sorry, ago. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> he's funny. the one that doesn't know anything. The the dumb one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, we just we just saw him, and uh, Mary actually called it out right off the bat, and I was like, oh yeah, but he was really good in this. I thought he yeah. was really yeah. really good in this, um, especially considering he's a young kid playing with some kind of heavy hitters, right? Um, alone, <laughs> just them. Right. I thought he was really really good. I think that that was one of the things I was. I was watching the movie and I was waiting for it to like, you know, fall apart where it's like, yeah, he just wants to be with you, dad. Just like be with him. Give him a hug. Like just, oh, it's, just it's let like, him in there. And then Idris is like, yeah. just hug him. Just hug him. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, well, there's going to be some point in this movie where he like really lets him down. And fortunately it wasn't there. Yeah. It doesn't happen. And the big like, letdown does not happen. No. Right. They went to New Orleans. They got beignets. You know? Yeah, I mean, that they, was they the just... letdown kind of was, that was as close as it came to the big. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it was still. But I was glad that it wasn't yeah. there. And you've talked about this before, like um, with Roman just following you around when you're mowing the grass. Like, you know, I hope my kids have that passion that like of something that I like to do and they just like, hey, I just want to do what you do. And... Just because you're doing it. Right. I thought the same exact thing about Roman. Like yeah, I was but... thinking like that's all, like it's very obvious that he's like, I don't, I, I, I want to just go with you and be with you with you at the restaurant and i thought that was just so cool of yeah. the son that he wanted and that that he'd missed it that the john favreau just that didn't get it that it's like he liked being around the restaurant but then he finally did let him on the truck and and i thought that was yeah it was just a cool a father-son throughout the whole thing and, it, and the son did a lot for him you know like with, yeah. the, with the twitter account it's extremely yeah, yeah, endearing Mark. i was actually gonna ask you jimmy if the i know we touched on your kids kind of being your, your best fans. critics yeah and your biggest <laughs> fans but are they have any of them expressed, you know, they have little kitchens. Are they are they trying to, like, whip stuff up? Are they interested in actually cooking? Oh, yeah, for sure. My kids, uh, one of their favorite things to do, I actually have taught all of them how to cook eggs. So they know how to make scrambled eggs. And we, I taught them how to respect the stove and how to use the fire and what to look for, listen for, smell for, know when to turn it off. So we start with the safety first, and then uh, we go into cooking. And, and my daughter makes amazing scrambled eggs. I mean, it's like, it's awesome. She's six years old and she loves it. She's super proud. She gets her stool. We set it up. I'll scramble it for her. And then she, she goes and she makes beautiful, soft scrambled eggs where they're not like, you know, hammered. And she's really, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty awesome to have that, you know, so yeah. I think they have small uh, things that they've been like, you know, doing. And like, whenever we do like a fish stew, they'll eat mussels with us and stuff. So there's definitely a, a sense of them becoming more adventurous too. I feel like that is, while even something that might have a perception of being kind of small, like, yeah, I taught them how to make eggs, you know, it, it may never leave them. It'll, they'll remember it the rest of their life. And it, I, I know I would. Not I, only I, you know. is it my dad taught me, but right. it's like they literally, I feel that's actually something, I think a lot of people make eggs different. Right. So it might literally be, they're they're That's making they it were the, the Jimmy way. Well, a lot of times it seems straightforward, but yeah. it's it's a hard thing to to master really to do yeah. eggs, you know, a bunch of different ways and and the right way. So That's the thing. Egg is yeah, egg is a skill for yeah. sure. So, that's pretty awesome. I know my uh my son is really into um into cooking and we I haven't taught him how to make eggs. He's he is younger though. He's uh, is 5 now, but he we do like a I'll I'll promo someone they can send him some money. Uh rad dish is uh it looks like radish but yeah. they yeah we get like a monthly like a box and there's like three recipes for them for the kids to make oh that's and awesome they do, i mean 
it's nothing crazy, but yeah, yeah but with, it's with, stuff to get them cooking. And, totally, and yeah, yeah, that's great. In the kitchen, baking, skills, they do, you know? uh, yeah. So it's, I think uh, it's like when you meet people, then they're and they're like in their adult life, and they're like, oh, I don't know how to cook. Like it's kind of like, <laughs> all right, you should at least have the basics down, you know? Like I'm not saying to be this creative savant, right. but be be able to cook be for able yourself. to survive. Got to be able to cook your girl a breakfast, of you course. Know? <laughs> or come on, right? When you grow older, you want to cook a girl a steak or have a nice dinner. You know, it's a nice skill to to have. Roman's gonna be sous viding at like twelve. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. This is how we do it at our house. There are many a nights there, many a mornings that I've messed up like pancakes. <laughs> After the bars, I'm just like, I can't cook pancakes. <laughs> I don't like, I like, I like to go I'm out sorry. for pancakes. I don't like yeah, to make them I'm not home. trying to make pancakes. There's I've, Someone at this table might be able to do it right every time. I'm, I'm not, I'm not I mean, they right. sell mixes where you just add water and, and it's, it's good. To that's why I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd rather not do the mix. I'd rather just do the eggs. Somebody else out yeah. there is doing it better. <laughs> there you go. Do you make a lot of your stuff from scratch? Like I do, yeah. I mean, it's it, cooking is a it's such a chore, you know. I mean, yeah. I've been doing so much of it too since the whole COVID thing and being at home cooking. But it, that's the thing is like you look for convenience a lot of the times as a home cook. Even myself, being a professional chef, when I go to the store, I look for ways and tricks to kind of make things not so complicated. Because the reality is, I could make every single thing I want to cook, but it's just a lot of work to put into to make every single sauce. And I think that's what makes restaurants so special. So when you go to a restaurant that, that is truly a scratch kitchen and there's yeah. real chefs and real talent happening, um, whether most of the dining public realize that or not, I think it's a, it's a really freaking special thing. And that's why I think most of us love restaurants. And that's one thing that I've missed most through the whole COVID shutdown, you know, is the ability to just go to a restaurant, have a drink, and yeah. get something to eat and feel like there's this energy. You know, you go into one now and it's starting to come back, but you feel like... We were we were out the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit!" There's people out, and they're eating, and there's energy <laughs> in this room, and it's loud, and it's like you miss that, and it's that's why the opening scenes of this movie also kind of hit me so good too. Yeah. Did you do you think you or Scarlett had like better sexy eyes towards him making that pasta? <laughs> <laughs> and the garlic was all like. Oh, oil. he went to alio olio. They went down the razor thin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the good fellas. The, they they go to the good fellas, yeah. <laughs> slicing it with the razor blade. Um, but yeah, no, that was yeah. She was you could tell she she was super into it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I could. You're right, I could tell. <laughs> I mean, well, I just I just like how they're like they're like oh we can't go down this road again because they obviously had a relationship before and he's like just let me cook for you like yeah, like right. that's good enough <laughs> right it's good enough for her I it was like know, the sex too. scene of the movie yeah. they the both sex scene of the they're movie. both yeah. kind of getting off on their own portion their own role in 100%. that uh, yep. In that yeah, dynamic. she's like biting her lip, watching it and shit, and like it comes over. Obviously normal. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally normal. She takes the first bite, her eyes roll. Like it's, it's, it's perfect. That is, people, there was a line of people signing up to be chefs and thinking Scarlett was going to bat their eyes, right. bat her eyes at the headlines after this, like Scarlett loves chefs. Colin Jost is currently at uh, <laughs> right. Cordon Bleu. That's right, I forgot that together. Do you have a specific favorite? type of cuisine to cook i was just gonna say what do you or a, a variation on that like what lot. is what do you miss the mo- miss the most right now that you haven't been able to get because you were saying I things mean, I, are shut down you yeah, miss restaurants yeah. yeah i miss restaurants and, and a lot of the skills I, one of my favorite things to cook um I, I i cook i think anyone who knows me and knows how i cook i cook worldly i can cook italian i cook mexican i, I think i could do all of them pretty well and pretty authentic for the most part and, and figure it out um, I'm not claiming to be like I like that know, confidence though. Someone's <laughs> Korean grandma who could make something, you know, like the best, whatever. But but the reality is is uh I definitely uh have always been good at a lot of things and I could figure it out. But my favorite thing to cook, I think would say I would just have to say fish. I think fish is one of my as opposed to a cuisine, because if you told me Italian, like I love Italian. I love making pasta, making sauces and ragus and shit like that. But then I also love Mediterranean cooking and I love so, so the reality for me is I'd have to say fish because the ingredient is such a special thing. And I've always had this admiration and love for the ocean. So for me, it's like... I think I saw uh, one of your Instagram stories. I commented on it too. You made like brand, Brandade from scratch. Is that what it's called? Brandade? Oh, brand oh yeah, Brandade. Yeah, oh, is that how you say it's, it? It's called brandad. Brandad. Yeah, brandad. It's basically salt cod blended with potatoes and milk and cream and garlic and baked. It's, it's like salty cod mashed potatoes, if you can, if you will. But they're like buttery and rich and emulsified with olive oil and tons of garlic. And it's just like this like ridiculously delicious spread that you just put on grilled bread. Yeah, I was super impressed because you had like every step along the way. And then, you know, it just comes down to this paste, right? But it's like so involved. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> they just right. did that at home. Right. I was like, I was like that's, well, uh, that's the thing. Awesome. The layers and understanding cooking, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's so much technique and it's, it's like people don't really uh, truly understand that. I don't think that they'll ever understand and value that until you get to do it for yourself and do it for a living or, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. 
So have you watched? Do you watch cooking shows? Do you? Or is that, I don't. Or, or you, no, is it just I don't. like I, I'm no, no, so no, 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 not no. in. I, actually, yeah. I'm so not into it because I've just done it for so yeah. long. I'm so like if you think about it as a human being, for for knowing me, I I bury myself in cooking. I always have. I've obsessed over it. And food was basically like I said, it would make up eighty percent of my my day. Yeah, I've always been like this with things. Like I, I get one. I'm just the way my mind works. When I get into something, I'm all in. Like yeah. I don't just go in a little bit. And my career became that for me. And it was cooking was my obsession. Like that was where I put all of myself. I don't know. You could you could be one of one of the you know YouTube cooking chef stars if you uh, want. Everyone so. says that. I mean, my <laughs> my wife says, "How oh, you start a show? Do some cooking." And I've, I've thought about it, but the reality is, is I just don't. I haven't met the right people to to jumpstart that and sure. figure out what makes sense and how to do it right and you know make it cool. But I, she's like, "Just get a GoPro and that's what everyone does." <laughs> So Ryan's toy review did. Yeah, right. <laughs> this kid's worth like Ryan, fucking thirty Ryan's million world. dollars. Oh man, yeah, yeah that, right. that shit's insane. Oh yeah, so crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked. Martin exposed us to uh, Benji with Babish. Yeah, and then, which is funny because we talked about Oliver Platt. I know who was the Babish. Who was Babish? And so on West Wing, and so and then we watched. You recommended like one specific episode of the Chef Show. Yeah, kind of touched on the pasta in this episode, the beignets, the lava cake, and you know multiple things specific to the movie Chef and. Babish and Babish was on that too, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is uh, this is crazy. But yeah, the whole Andrew Ray, he just started with a GoPro and and I good don't, personality. And... I don't watch like cooking shows. I like food. I like cooking, not to nearly the extent that you or many other people do. Um, but I, my dad, brother in law, all they like always like, "Oh, you seen this? You seen this?" I'm like, "No, nah, I don't watch any of that stuff." But I just I was curious if that's something that you know, as a chef, it's like, yeah. To your point, I I can turn it off. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've for me, it's I, my my brain is so saturated with cooking on, on the most days. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoy not thinking about food for for a once in a while. You know, like, <laughs> I can it, understand that. Yeah, I've really gotten into golf over this past year, and I, I there you go. So for me, golf has become a major addiction. Um, it always to the point does. Where I've, I, I'll I'll show you guys my slow motion videos of my swing. I've seen I, some of them. Yeah, I, I, I follow you on on the gram. I, I go a little, uh, <laughs> you know, and for me, there's this instant feedback with the sport that reminds me of the the, the kinesthetic. Feedback of cooking either you do it right or you do it wrong and there's a lot of ways to do it right but there's a lot of ways to do it wrong and that's kind of that paradox and that or i guess paradigm is the word or paradox whatever that's the fuck fine. is but there's this weird paradox one yeah one of the pair of somethings <laughs> in between cooking and golf and that's that's kind of with being out of work i've really sunk myself into just figuring out a swing and finding that i mean we're gonna have to talk too yeah i fucking i love it like we, I, I, we both so, golf he golfs a ton i try don't have time but ad- i try addicting thing it, i've done it's ridiculous are you around here do you go on uh carriage greens or where do you go I'll go to ziggy just to hit yeah. hit balls i like to play at flag creek it's a quick little nine but i love it it's super fun my father-in-law is a member at edgewood valley country club so he'll take me there every once in a while we're going tomorrow morning um nice. so yeah i gotta get up seven o'clock take the kids to school come home do my stretching get ready and get out there and you got a late nice. tea time huh i was yeah. gonna say that's nice <laughs> o'clock <laughs> sleeping in oh yeah we, we, we i'm playing early. saturday on 6 30 6 30 6 30 is my tea time here <laughs> That's how I'm more with you, man. Four kids. How are you having six thirty golfing? That's how I got four kids. He's got to be home the rest of the day to be with all these kids. Smart, I guess. That's how you keep you keep the the wife happy. Mary was, I think, last year, the year before. She's like, "Why do you golf so early?" I'm like, "For you." (laughs) That is so strategic, and I love it. But no, it is funny how that works because anytime I go golfing, I always feel like I'm I'm like, I got to tee this up with my wife a little bit, like maybe do some things extra, like you know. She'd be fine. Honestly, Mary's fine with it. She would just say, like, just go. Yeah, you should go have a day. But I'm like, God, literally will suck the entire day away. Yeah, And it's right. like... Well, that's the thing. Golf's a, a commitment. I mean, you're gone six hours easy when you go. So you that's know, why we go early. Full, like, yeah, you're yeah. back by lunch-ish, and then you can kind of still either still, hang or watch the kids or whatever needs no, to be yeah, done. No, that's so. actually really smart. I'm going to have to adapt this with you guys. It's, it's <laughs> you know, you got to get used to that early rise, though. It's like, yeah, you're I mean, up. You're up. This is still a like little Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a nut. So when it's something I like to do, I'll yeah. be up. If you told me it was three in the morning, I'd figure out how to get to bed in time. To <laughs> yeah. <be up. laughs> oh yeah, you said you had to be up at seven. I was like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, so I, like, <laughs> duh. Like, yeah. I played with a buddy of his one time, and we teed off at five forty-five. It was still dark out when we teed off the first one. Jeez. We were. I was on my way home at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> after playing eighteen holes, and we walked. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah, that's I don't I don't mess with that. that that's early. Uh, yeah, and it's wet and the dew is out. It's probably cold. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like um, I do like that sun, but and I 
I do like to have a drink when I'm golfing too. So it's like, you know, you can't get too early, but that's awesome. I love the, you know, like finding that passion, whether it is, like you said, it's, it's the most addictive thing that you've done. I, I think people at golf that like golfing would probably agree with you. It's hard. It's, it's frustrating as it can be. It's frustrating, but it's so rewarding and it's so couple, much intellect. A couple good hits, all of a sudden yeah. you're just like, but yes, there was. This felt, this was. It was everything was right. Tell me, it's like the sensory though of being out on the course. Oh, like, smell, it's quiet, the smell, the feeling, and like that's what cooking re- correlates to a lot. But like when you're in golf, you're in this element where you're you're not playing like a team sport. It's with yourself, yeah. and I don't compete with the other people. I compete with myself to hit the fucking ball and try to hit it right. Yeah. Does it happen all the time? No, and that's the the frustrating thing. But that one time out of thirty that it does. And when you when you just nut your three wood and it's just like yeah, oh. buddy, <laughs> and you don't even, you don't even feel the ball, you yep. hear it, you're just like wow, oh yeah, it's amazing. And you you walk, you know, your shoulders are broad, you feel good. <laughs> and the next one you duff your approach shot, yep. and you're, like, you're like all right, fuck, I'm doing that one, hundred percent. Uh, I know that exact feeling. I had it last time on eighteen, oh, nailed a drive, and then I hit my three wood, and it it dog legged a little bit to the right, so the three wood like curved just right around and landed like oh. twenty yards from the green, and I was like. Now we're going for it. Yep, yep. <laughs> you really want it on 18, too. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. asshole, yeah, you want a birdie 18 to walk off like a champion. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Um, I did want to mention, so we kind of were talking all about the food aspect. So the, I don't want to get too cliche here. Um, I assume you aren't interested ever in doing a food truck. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too much fucking... <laughs> Too much. Yeah, it looks awesome. I mean, I love food trucks. They're great. Well, they made it. They glorified the hell out of oh, it. They, too. They really was, did. I think that was like the theme of the movie too at the time, and it was also kind of that movie was released when 2014? 14. 14. Yep. So that was right on the era when like food trucks, especially in Chicago, started yep. to boom. And like, yep. you know, there, there's definitely a big correlation with with the current you know times, what was happening with dining and stuff. So. Um, um, the idea though, obviously they drove back and they hit new Orleans and they got the beignets. I looked all, I mean, how awesome would that have that been? That trip would have been that great. Trip right? been yeah. radical, like to be the chef and have your son and like your best friend with you who was like, you know, there for you. Like the feel good, the you level people of feel waiting good. for you when you yeah. don't even know about Hit it. up Aaron Franklin in Austin, Texas at Franklin barbecue and just be like, Oh yeah, I yeah. got four briskets for you. Here. Oh yeah. man. Let me just sit on the roof and listen to Gary Clark Jr. I gonna, play. I was like, yeah, what? that too. Yeah. So Clark. I was going to say, I've always remembered that Gary Clark was in this, uh, in this movie. Uh, Iman and I had saw him in 2012, um, during La- he played Lala, but we saw him on, uh, at Shuba's he played, and he played for like two hours, and my ears were ringing, and it was, it will be one of, if not the most memorable concert I've ever seen, and it was Gary Clark Jr. just shredding Shubas of all places. He's so good. It was unreal. I mean, I, I've, I talked about, I was with Iman last night and talked about it like it's, it's a memory that we'll never lose. So I, when he was in this movie, I was like, oh, that's Gary Clark Jr. Like this is this is the guy, you know. Like I told people about how amazing this guy is, and. Uh, it's awesome. He's a, he's. I a just wish I could see Mike Tyson sing uh, "One Night in Bangkok" live <laughs> <laughs> from Hangover Two or Three or whatever yeah, that was. That was, that was like the best part of that movie, man. <laughs> one night in Bangkok and the world, y'all. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is awesome." <laughs> I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know why I waited so long to see it." It's. I don't want to say it's perfect. There, I mean, it's, it it has little things here and there. There's a can, little lull can, in the center too. I think where the storyline. I mean, but it also. But it's a perfect kind of movie. It's yeah. got a lot of heart. Clearly, you have it's it's got a good enough story throughout. Yeah, and feel good, really feel good. good. We talked about really good cast that keeps you entertained. Uh, it's really really good. I, I'm disappointed that I don't rewatch it more because um, it's, it's so accessible on Netflix and it has been for quite some time. So. And considering that show's on there, I'm probably not going anywhere anytime soon. So. I thought you guys, but it kind of made me hungry too when he was cooking. Oh, like, it did when he was always. like the night he lost his job, he went home and made this crazy fucking I spread. Loved, they, that like was a great shot too. Belly. Like yeah, kind of looked, through, throughout like, that guy fucking, getting his meals, he's making what he should have been wanted to make the right. entire time. So yeah. we thought Jen and I thought that he was going to box it, it all up and bring it to him. <laughs> And like, like this is what I wanted to make, and like drop it, drop it on the table. But unfortunately, he didn't. They did have that when it, when he was like, oh, "Keep him there." Yeah, you kind of could think that, but yeah, obviously he he would have wanted it out there. You right, know, exactly. In that court, shit would have right been courses. so cold by the time. Yeah, like, yo, check this out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's the, uh, cold. Dustin Hoffman comes in and right, right. stabs him. The, <laughs> the other thing that I I saw, like you said, made me hungry, and I wanted a Cubano. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. When they were making those, I was like, oh. I immediately was like, oh, it was 90 mile deliver out to, uh, out <laughs> right. to the burbs. Cubans are like fucking like grown up ham and cheese. Yeah. Yes. They're just like the best. The best. Pickles, Swiss, roast pork. I didn't ham. know what a media noche was. I had to look it up. I uh, guess it's 
like a Cuban on uh, like a different kind of bread, mm. like on an egg, egg bread or something the, like that. The big variation. There. Yeah, that was like because the, I they, thought they it might have used different too. meat too. Heavy, heavy Maybe bomb. it might have different meat too, yeah. but it said, well, said it was just that. Well, the only thing I saw was that they said if you were actually making Cubanos, it takes like. 14 hours of like process of yeah, process to, roast, to get like the food and everything roast. ready. I think they probably do that the day before. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah but the, the you, yeah, but they just walk up and they're like, all right, let's start serving. <laughs> you, ever, you guys ever had hiberitos? They're like little, like they do them in like Puerto Rico and like different parts mm-hmm. of like. So, is that no? the plantain thing? It's like the plantain yeah. sandwich. Usually oh, they're like so good. Sliced I'm, steak and tomato. I'm in. Oh. Like I want fried, one of those right like now. Tostone, so they like smash the plantains, fry them, and use them almost oh. like the bread for the sandwich. There was a place in so the good. city I when I used to work at XRT. Too. It was like Belmont and Cicero. There was a place out there that did them really well. Um, but I haven't had it since. It's so like good. so much garlic that oh, they yeah, yeah. fry with plantains and yes, that makes please. it, it's, oh, it's re- they're real good. They're better than you would think. We need to find so these. Good. Yeah, we, and need, we to need to find, find them. them soon. Yeah. I forgot that they were called that, but yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. They're like, they eat them on the beach and stuff in Argentina, I think. Uh, Maybe not, but who knows. <laughs> I'd imagine people <laughs> that's on what the I, beach. That's what I wanted <laughs> to have on the beach in Argentina, yeah. Talking in my sure. super short swim trunks, like just eating a fried plantain steak sandwich. And I just love, again, Leguizamo. Uh, just the look he gives when when the kid asks like, "Can't we just buy this in the store?" When they're talking about cooking the you know fourteen hours on the right. on the pork, and like Osama just looks over and I was just like, "You sure that's your son, man?" <laughs> Check his, yeah, you <laughs> might like, want to get a paternity so test. Yeah. yeah, so such a great lie. He's like, and "No, then, you don't want this. You don't yeah, want this. We didn't buy this in the store. You don't want this." <laughs> no, they totally like treated him just like like one of them. You yeah, know, that was the best part. That's. That was, endear- thought, that was a very endearing part. In part, what yeah. I thought he was really good because it just he was one of the guys as yeah. clearly a lot younger. Had the kid. cornstarch role. I mean, every every single right. part of that that whole sequence of that time they spent. And I think the recap when it was done when he found the iPad with all the the one second clips. The one, yeah, the yeah. clips that was great. I mean, it was it was my favorite part was the the part where he was ready to serve the burnt sandwich that they were giving away for free. I think that yeah. was like like if you didn't feel that, you probably want to check your pulse because you could tell he was like speaking from the heart yep. you know you can tell as a character when he told him he's like this is i love this you know like you know he's like you like this he's like yeah i like this and he goes well i love this and it, yep. this gave me my purpose you know and, and that for me was like that, that was well written for sure a great uh, was, yeah, yeah it was a very good moment of like you feel the tide turn where he calls him chef he responds like, yeah 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 chef and like <laughs> like it's like almost like but it's his dad you, you feel this yep. weird like you know Paradox. Yeah, and, and, and Leguizamo, too, at that point. As soon as he said it, like, oh, why? who cares? They're not paying for it. Leguizamo looks at him again. He's like, go ahead. Yeah, yeah take your no. break. I know you got. I know the <laughs> conversation you're about to have with them. Right. Well, it is. It's a, it's a passion, and it's. And I think you, as much as anyone, could, Jimmy, could appreciate, this is, you're serving you to whatever. Anyone walking up to the truck or in your restaurant, like, yeah, you're not going to put something out there that is, isn't representative of what you want to put out there. Right. Because it's, it's you. It's, yeah. your repu- it's your reputation. It's what you want to do. And that's the thing is when you get to such a level of large restaurants, a lot of times you're not, you're not touching every dish. You might have designed the menu, worked yeah. with a team, but you're, you're more of like a mentor and a leader. You know, at Belmore, I had 26 people on staff. So if you could imagine that, I mean, it was more of a, a managerial role. I had three sous chefs that were all running the team and I was working through them and working with them, but also empowering them to run the kitchen. So it's very, um, you know, it's, 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 but the yeah. passion that you feel for something is yours. And it's, yeah, it's your name. <laughs> right. For better At the end of the worse. day, yeah, it is yeah. your name. And so when it's, when it's you making it, you know, you, you, you want to, I cook for when I, if I was to cook for you guys, I would cook like I was cooking for my mom because I'm cooking for you directly. And that's the mindset that you want every cook to have. Right to think about it as I'm preparing food for somebody, yeah, not just like a, another mindless act, and that's the, that's that's what makes it such a very unique profession for sure. Absolutely. So we're gonna move on from passion for cooking to a passion for treasure hunting with movies you can't wait to show your kids. Jimmy, what movie did we pick this week? The Goonies from 1985. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> an all timer. I think everyone would agree, at least of in our demographic. Yeah, <laughs> who watched it with their kids? So we, I've seen it with my kids, but yeah. they've never, I don't think they've ever really appreciated it because they've been younger and stuff. Sure. So I'm waiting for them to be like in that 12 year old range, I feel like. A little bit older yep. where like the magic is really there and real. Mine are too young. Yeah. I yeah. decided anyway. Yeah. No. I'm, so I, I watched it with them last year, like during quarantine. I remember early and they remembered watching it. But they um, didn't make the but it was, it, yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't really care that much, but we watched it again last night. And finished to finish it today, uh, right after school. And they were, yeah, they were, they loved it. Like they were, they're nine and I'm sorry, they're ten and eight. Um, and even the year made a made a huge difference in like yeah. their appreciation for everything. Like they remembered some things, they remembered sloth. I think my son might have been a little more like 
scared about sloth oh. <laughs> um like and maybe that's why he he didn't really want to watch it but he was laughing more than anybody oh that's sure. so you hit it you, i think without you you're you're dialed in jimmy with how how old your kids need to be if you're i mean martin you're saying your son got to 10 and your daughter as you said numerous times is like an old age she, yeah she's she's definitely more more mature because <laughs> Eight going of on 12 right so um so yeah i think you want to i immediately was like i i do want to show my kids they they aren't it's, i mean it's mine's five and two right yeah. now so clearly uh not there yet but right. Yeah, my kids were. I knew, like, getting to sloth and all that, that would, they would have freaked out about that. So I didn't even bother. But I think this is one, like you said, when we get to that, you know, ten, twelve range, that yeah. definitely be in the wheelhouse. The fun thing, the fun thing is, I was able to be like, okay, see that guy, Josh Brolin. I'm like, that's Thanos. You're like, <laughs> what? And then I'm like, I'm like pausing on Sean Austin. I'm like. So they they've seen Stranger Things, uh, oh, the show Stranger cool. Things. They watched. I was wondering where you're son, going with that. My I son like... loves it, so I'm like, pause. I'm like, who is that from Stranger? I had to, I told him, and he still didn't. He's like thinking of kids. I'm like, no, you got to think about. It. I what this? He was my age, you know, yeah. when this when this came out. Uh, so he's my age now. I'm like, what adult is he? He's like Bob. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so like that just blew that that. I think that hooked him more than anything because I'm like I'm like there's a lot of like references. Like you will have to know this movie. I for didn't things even that think you watch about the, the Thanos connection. Obviously, oh, yeah. knowing Bro. No, like, yeah. I didn't even think it, about it. It totally all. like yeah, it it it, I, it just dawned on me for a second too. Like I it's, I didn't even think about it until It's crazy. I it. you know, one of the comments I had is there's just a lot of people in there who went on to do some pretty big things. This was Josh Brolin's first movie. Is that right? It's first I didn't know that. on the big screen. And so it's like, yeah. And obviously Thanos is probably not I was gonna say not the role that he'd be recognized for, but for the right people he certainly is. Yeah. yeah. Um but he's done a lot of things, yeah. and it obviously has a pretty good Hollywood career. And Sean Austin, I, I, I didn't know if you were going like Lord of the Rings or where Rudy, you were going. Yeah, Rudy, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, Rudy was a uh, was a friend of ours. Well, it was his kid, his movie for his kids was Rudy. So awesome. the second Sean Austin movie mm-hmm. for uh, Sean Austin's I mean, a sweetheart. Yeah, mm-hmm. how could you not? Yeah. Um, but while we're still talking about him, did you guys catch his flub when they're in the restaurant and just before Chunk spills the water on the floor? They're like he's about to bang the floor with like the the stick or whatever, and then Brandon Josh Brolin grabs it and he's like, "There's nothing down there." He goes, "Yeah, there is, Josh." Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, I didn't he catch didn't that. Call, he called him Josh, not Brand. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, 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 I did not catch that. I just like the, the the penis part with the statue. I think oh, that was God. one of the, the funniest of all times when I was a kid. I remember being younger, watching like, "Oh, the penis broke!" Like like thinking about that part and like. I think Data was one of the coolest. Oh, like, Data! Oh. Every kid loved. I think Data. Like, Data, Data. Was, Data. Data was my favorite character. Like I want, if I was a Goonie, I always wanted to be Data. Yeah, yeah was the of course. And I, pictures I, of peril. I seen Goonies like probably like when I was a kid, like maybe like five or six times, and I'd always see it when it was on like TBS or some shit in like the nineties. And I'd always never, I'd never see the opening scene. And then when I, I remember being like, there was a certain age where I seen it for the first time, and it was already, I've already seen Goonies number like numerous times. Um, and I realized there was this whole opening scene that I had missed out on of Data coming from his house, like getting all the gadgets and shit, and like yeah. zooming in through the front gate, like and like watching that again is just like it's so it like takes me back to yeah. that time of like you know being a young kid and never never seeing that part, you know, and like then realizing too when he got old enough that it was a Spielberg film too, like. It's Spielberg, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He that, wrote the story or, and yeah, then... Donner, uh, Chris, Richard Donner. Chris Columbus wrote the screenplay. Oh, I thought yeah. he founded America. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is funny because they actually... This is the second time that that duo has come up on our podcast. is similar thing. They did uh, Gremlins. Oh. Yeah. The Which is also referenced in the movie. Yes. Yeah. It's it it like Lawrence. Or how about that time with all the you little green them. men that <laughs> multiply on water? Got what? Got called, what? The, called the cops. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Data was also in Raiders of the Lost. Or not Raiders. Oh, yeah. He's in Temple, Temple of Doom. Doom. Temple yeah. of Doom. He's short round. Short round. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your heart. Yeah, your heart <laughs> oh, yeah, I, we tried watching that. I tried watching it with my wife, and she did not get into Indiana. We tried watching that. My wife has not it's, seen any I of them. Not, that, ever. With like, I, the monkey brains. Like, the that mo- movie was like. I watched <laughs> it with my kids, too. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it terrified me when I was. Yes. When I, but I was about 10, I think, Remember when I watched it. was my first one. Cockroaches. Yeah. yeah. Reaching the, the other one. The yeah. other one. That's, oh, man. And Harrison they Ford. ripped his too. heart out, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, that's. <laughs> Kali Ma. I remember going. Yeah. So I remember, don't like, show five year old. <laughs> no, not five year old. But I remember going, like, we were in third grade and we asked our teacher, like, if that's. We were like, learning about the Aztecs or something. And we're like, is that possible? Can someone really do 
with that. She's like, yeah, it could be possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh. Now, and I'm, as an adult, I'm like, she, what the heck was she talking about? <laughs> right, right. possible at right. all. pushes his fingers in and grabs his arm. <laughs> you seen some of the nails on people yeah, these right. days? I mean, uh. the, uh, it's, the, these are the things, and this is kind of the whole reason we do the movie You Can't Wait to Show Your Kids. It's All these are you know so near and dear to us, what we grew up at. But it, there is definitely a line, if we've, if we've learned anything, is... You don't want to just show your kids as soon as they can, like, they understand the concept of a movie. It's like, there is a time, you're like, you got to pump the brakes on some of this stuff, whether it's those movies or even this. You know, it's like, I clearly need to wait like five years before probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe a year less. But yeah, yeah, you're still in Pixar been. for a yeah. long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But Pixar I will films, say, which is colors and big creatures. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I did say, I was watching it though. I'm like, this is pretty good. Like, I think. I think it holds up pretty well, super well. It really, yeah. it really does. I was laughing more this time. I don't know. I enjoyed it way more this time than even like, even a year ago. And I don't know if it's because again, I was watching my kids and they had the same, like the, the appropriate reactions. You know, like oh no, Data fell down a pit. You know, right. like they were enjoying it. So yeah, yeah they were enjoying it. it. And Data shot the oil out of the back of his heels. <laughs> like shoes. Like shoes. Yeah. Like and like yeah. how funny it is when they swear. Like when when yes. uh, when Chunk? Chunk just says shit. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me and like and, and my kids appropriate. You know, they laugh. At it because they know it's you're not it's supposed bad, to say right, it. They know yeah. it's bad, but they also they just find it funny now. I so heard, it's, just, it's great. I forgot the in the beginning when uh, when they're walking through the house and Corey Feldman's translating <laughs> oh, and he's just giving her yeah, all the wrong all things the, in Spanish and I'm like, it's a sexual all, torture addict. Right? Yeah, come on. how good was he in Spanish? Like he was just rattling it off. I'm like, oh my gosh, and then just telling her everything and she's just like, no, not in this house. <laughs> well, that's so another good. one. I mean. The, Corey Feldman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Corey Feldman. He had his, obviously his fair share of uh, troubles. Uh, uh, well, well, I was Corey's say 80 movies. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you want to say Corey's Angels is really like, a, you know, do you know about Corey's Angels? Mm-hmm. He's a band of women that sing now. No. Um, is that real? We'll Google it. Yeah. Corey's <laughs> Angels. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not know about that. Um, and the, you know, but he's obviously, he was obviously a, a player. Yeah, he was and, one of the Corys. And, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. And Gremlins. Yeah. He was and in Gremlins, Gremlins, yeah. So he's... Uh, Haim, actually, they met each other auditioning. This is how they actually met, auditioning for Goonies. Funnily enough. <laughs> That's just a fun fact for you guys to take home. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I think we're all so mind-blown by it. We couldn't say we're all like, whoa, I fucking didn't realize that. And I think they single-handedly, or I guess double-handedly, because it's two of them, but the, that nobody ever named their kid Corey after that. No. <laughs> In the 80s, there were no... Yeah. Yeah, no more Corys. Like, that name kind of just dropped off. <laughs> um, I did see the, the... This kind of blew my mind, that the pirate ship was real. They built that huge pirate ship for this movie. Well, you can it was see a it's legit a set. pirate ship. It was a, clearly a set though. Like when they were in that lagoon, like, you know, that area. Yeah. Which, that, like that, I think growing up watching that, like I wish they had a park I could go to and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't you wish like when like just watching the waters like super blue? Yeah. Well, absolutely. Not, so like they offered the ship to anyone in the movie that would take it and no one would take it. Oh, and yeah. they ended up scrapping it. Oh, oh that's terrible. <laughs> what a shame. Why didn't they make a ride out of it? Did, you know, that didn't why exist did they back then? I know. Right, right. Didn't. But I was just thinking about it because like every, now the kids have yes. like Harry Potter land and yeah. Cars later, land and all is, these things. All right. Can what you imagine going through the yeah. entire thing a decade of the later like, that's what he wants. I feel like happens. the Goonies has an opportunity to, to do a reboot and not fuck it up. Because they, they reboot so much stuff. I know. Though, they you know? do. The, I know the part classic, of that you get where you could, could be wrong is to up. fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They fuck everything up. Yeah. But You're, I just would like to see what they do now. They could do it. Like, you know, I think remade. the fact that you guys said that you really enjoyed it makes me, me so wonder about they a won't. re-release more than, yeah. uh, than, a, than, than a, a reboot. Than or like a reboot. Yeah. I, always, I always felt like they could have more even more like booby traps and really showing them going through like some dangerous shit. Because it didn't seem like... Dude, when Data fell on that pit but and he used the teeth, on the pit, it, it almost got I mean, there was, there was a lot of stuff. I love it because it's like a slinky. And it like totally like would not, you know, no, what I mean? it would have snapped. His pictures of peril would not hold up. But. Right. <laughs> I never knew what he said. I had to have the. I don't, it might not even be right, but I have the the captions on, of course, and it says it's Pinchers of Peril. Pinchers I thought of it was peril. like Pinchers and Pouch or something. But first, okay, time. so the first one is Pinchers of Peril when he yeah. saves himself, but then when he grab when he shoots uh, Joey Pants. It's pinchers of power. Oh well, so. maybe he has both. Maybe he uses them for two scenarios: <laughs> power or peril. He's got a lot of pinchers. Really yeah, he that. uses He's the pinchers. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any way they what don't. Was fuck it, it what up. was the camera called when he when he pulled it out and the, the freaking boxing glove? <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Watch this. Yeah. What do you call? That yeah. was the only. That was so. 
I didn't like Andy. I thought she was very. Oh, I have a crush on Andy. What are you talking uh, about? That was a common crush. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone likes more into uh, the, the blonde one. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her. And mouth with her. I can't mouth tell if you're kissing. serious. You're not <laughs> serious, <laughs> are you? I wish I was mouth at that time because you could tell she got mouth like mouth got a moment down there, like more than anyone else did. I mean, Josh Brolin was got a little Martha Plimpton. Martha yeah. Plimpton. Yeah, she went on to have Jeez, a. What a she name. did something not long ago. Martha <laughs> Everyone's like, I liked Andy, Andy, Andy. And he's like, I like Steph. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Let's shake it up. <laughs> Martin's rattled. Uh, I am. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing that you. you I was you, jealous of Mouth. Whether you're. Yeah. Whether you're being, whether kid, you're being like, honest or not. No, no, Mouth totally. He, he had it right. He went for the underdog. Uh, I mean, that is oh, the right. That is a smart move. That is a smart sure. play. At some She's, point, just, did you see when she had the water? The water. She looked pretty, and like her hair was wet. You could see why Mouth was like in love with her after that. I would, and, and the other thing, I was quoting it, um, and my kids aren't mad at me about doing that yet. Like they don't yell at me and tell me to stop. Like when I sing songs or when I quote movies, right as it's happening. I, was, I did the whole mouth speech when he's like, "See this one, this one right oh, here. Yeah. It's my wish, <laughs> my of- dream." You know? oh, no. I was just like basically doing it word for word, and uh, they, they liked it. They just liked the whole that whole scene, and were yeah. okay with me ruining the movie <laughs> for them, uh, which I can't say for other people. Other people are like, "Shut up, Martin! Stop talking during my movie." <laughs> 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 the uh, the classic '80s trope of the the Rube Goldberg machine yeah. makes its appearance here in the beginning. In the beginning, when they de- the open the gate, yeah, his whole uh, and that's who do you think made? Do you think Mikey did that? Whole thing. Oh, you know, data set that data, up, but data sure. set it up. Data. Right? Yeah. You know, data, but, but it's, it's not his house, right? That's yeah, why Mikey's I was trying to figure it out. But data is like their one right. of the best friends, and he's yeah. like the most they contracted that out. Okay, yeah. data. <laughs> sure. I think data might have been a contractor, but I think Mikey. I think that had Mikey's fingerprints on it. I'm, I'm with That's, you. I, I thought it was Mikey. On always, his own but. house, the parents aren't letting Data do it. Mikey might let Data do it. <laughs> no, I, I bet you Mikey did it with Data. Like Data's like, "Come on, I show I, you." And like, yeah. they did it and, and did it together, like friends. You know, they're best friends. Yeah. And Sloth, they're, they're Goonies. Oh, Sloth, Sloth, Sloth was an all-time all, '80s character. All time. Sloth and Chunk. Where's that? Where's that buddy cop That's movie? <laughs> that, that is. An, that is a, Great duo. He's still around. Like Chunk is. Uh, Chunk well, they is all still, did. Did you guys see they did like a reunion, like a read through? No, or something on YouTube. Oh, I, I gotta send it to you guys. But yeah, they did like basically like a. It was I mean, a COVID Chunk thing. looks more like uh, Jimmy and I right now. Yeah, he got <laughs> he got really. Uh, oh, wow. he's actually handsome. <laughs> yeah, he looks all right. Yeah, yeah Jeff Cohen. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did like a read through with pretty much everybody. Uh, Data sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Like oh, I love it. He wasn't. He wasn't. Does he look the same act. too? He pretty much does. Yeah. He yeah. he just looks. You same know, obviously haircut. a little, a little <laughs> older, but yeah. the same haircut. And yeah, they had everyone to kind of come back. It was kind of cool to kind of cool to see. And it was one of those yeah COVID reunions that he they did even over brought Zoom, Feldman. You know? Corey Feldman went. He might he might have not, not shown. I'm pretty out. sure he was there, but he might not have been. Wasn't he dead? No, oh, he's still alive. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's still alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, I don't Google know. him. He's got Corey's Angels. I didn't think that that meant like he was a, alive. No, he's got a band. Yeah, he's in a band now. <laughs> Corey Haim's definitely dead, right? That's Corey Haim died. I think he might have died. Yeah. Haim. Haim. All right, well, <laughs> sorry, Corey Feldman. Congrats on being alive. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they did they did a reunion thing, and so I mean, to to that end, like it was it was largely popular. I believe that they could do either a re-release of this movie or a reboot, but it would have to you'd have to have a lot of real good. I mean, look at yeah. actors, like, real good like writing. Got, like a level of like the people Stri- that did Stranger Things. Exactly. If you had it like that, built like the that. The Duffer you know? Brothers do it, I'm in. I'm right. on board. Because that, there's nothing better than like, you know, watching like kids that like foul mouth kids. And there's like, you know what I mean? Like those things are like real. Like even like when It came out and you think of Richie Toy, like how they did Richie and like it's just, just the way that you know, those kinds of movies make us adults laugh because we could all relate to those characters and it feels a little bit more authentic than like the cheesy, you know, PG version of things. Yeah. I think this is, like you said, I think as my boys get older, because right now they're in a big, like, let's go on an adventure type of mindset. And we just watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And so they're like, let's go hunt Godzilla. And I'm like, all right, you guys might be in the in the right range to, like, go on this adventure with these kids for Goonies and stuff like that. So, And I've, I've, told, I've told you guys um, that my kids, like, gra- we like Gravity Falls. It was a really good, like, cartoon 
Disney show. Um, they had two, and it's very much like treasure hunting and this this kind of thing. So I, that's kind of why how I sold them on this one too. I'm like, you guys are gonna like this if you liked you liked uh, Gravity Falls, and and yeah, of course they were into it. So it was part of the part of the realm right now. I took my kids to Mortal Kombat because I, we've been playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you're, like we're an pl- amazing father. Like I grew up, I grew up going to the totally. Brunswick bowling alley and putting my quarter on the glass and playing Mortal Kombat 100%. two in the arcade. Like that was my era. Like that. Yeah. that so it's nostalgic. the Brunswick zone, right? Yeah. yeah, the Brunswick zone, and like and for me, you know. Mortal Kombat was part of my childhood, so I introduced my kids to it early on, and they are obsessed with it. They love it. So we went to see the movie just for fun, and and they've actually been watching The Conjuring lately, which is kind of ironic. Uh, all three of them, I saw them there, and I'm like, oh, you get, this is a pretty extreme. Like, yeah. that, that creepy old dead lady's face, and, yeah. like, and to the point where... But my two youngest kids came in our bedroom at night and, you know, sure shit, didn't want to sleep in that room. <laughs> you know, we had to like, you know, so it's, they're, they're excited because they saw the preview at Mortal Kombat for The Conjuring 3 that's coming with the demonic possession case from 81. Locked in. And, oh, dude, I'm all for giving. So they wanted to watch one and two because they're like, we're watching number three when it comes out because the preview in the theater in IMAX blew them away, my boys, because it was on the Mortal Kombat yeah. trailer and wow. it was like, they were so like it was pretty intense. I was like, "Well, I, I, I'm all for introducing yeah. horror pretty yeah. early." But <laughs> I like and it. we explain it to them, like you know, it's not real. This yep. is fake. Like it's it's a movie. It's meant to make you scared. And yeah, but like I feel like we all as humans have that innate love for horror. I, yeah. Like I'm married sca- to someone who does not have an innate love for horror. <laughs> no, but it, well, okay, maybe I should being scared. Scared. There's a, there's only a couple of emotions that we truly feel, right? Like we feel fear. We feel like the the feeling of. What is it? They say loud noises that scare us and the feeling of falling are the two things that we're born with. Everything else is learned in our life, right? But then you start to learn like the feeling of fear, especially at a young age and processing it with your brain. Yeah. I think that's why it's more stimulating. And they saw this preview and they were like, what is this? And so I was like, <laughs> all right, well, watch. I'll let you guys watch it. And they watched one and two. And I was obsessed with Freddy movies when I was about your, you know, your son's age. Sure. So, yeah, that's exactly It'd right. It'd probably make you pull like like my son was sitting there watching and like whenever the old lady come on, she's like, he like, pull <laughs> That's my son, Colin Totally, He always Blank covers it like half the movie, but he loves it. Yeah. He's like, right. I'm like, you didn't even see half of it. You were <laughs> covering like, your eyes. It. Yes, right. <laughs> is it over yet? And then we don't sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. And then like, to your point, they're, they want to sleep in bed because... Yes. Uh, yeah, and then Ashley's, my wife's like, oh, I knew we shouldn't have let him watch yeah. it. I was like, yeah, I know, but they watch it. They'll ultimately be fine. Yeah. Well, uh, Jimmy, we want to thank you for joining us. Is there anywhere we can find you and follow you and check out what you're doing next? Yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm not really, I haven't been on Instagram much at all for the past month. Tell me about it. Yeah, I totally just turned it <laughs> off, but uh, I'm on Instagram at, uh, at Jimmy Papadop, J-I-M-M-Y-P-A-P-A-D-O-P. There's a spelling because yeah. my last name is hard. Yeah, it's so good. it's at Jimmy Pop It Up. Um, but yeah, I've just kind of done like a, a big digital detox lately and kind of turned everything off and just really kind of focused on fam and cool. All that yeah. well, well, we, I say good luck. I know. Uh, thanks, guys. You got, uh, hopefully, big things coming. And uh, yeah, we'll try to uh, keep an eye out for right when, uh, when, it, when it does happen. Right on. Thank you guys for having me. This is super fun to sit here and talk with you guys about it. And also to, to just watch this movie again and, and touch base on it. And it was actually really. Uh, fun thing to do so thank you absolutely as always thanks for listening please subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you're currently enjoying this podcast you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook by searching our our film fathers thanks and go to bed Fuck Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>